Hello, Andrea. Hi. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. So we're here at um, the e-show in Barcelona, and yes. uh, Ricardo just uh, introduced me to you. And uh, you have a very interesting uh, job profile. Uh, but first, uh, a little bit of background. Uh, what did you do before, and how did you get uh, into e-commerce and uh, and zero? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm. I come from a very different background. I am a lawyer, actually. And I started in the in the e-commerce world in in a big company, big retail fashion company, um, coordinating the e-commerce for many many countries, more than more than 30 countries. So um, that was my first job. It was quite quite a challenge. So so you didn't like being a lawyer, or uh, just how, how did that happen? It was very boring for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> You know, uh, I think many of many of the lawyers of my generation become lawyers because they think it's very it's a very important uh, career, and because we watched Ali McBeal. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, no, I'm just joking. Um, I love I love my career, my my first career, yeah. but it got very very boring and like doing the same stuff every time. I was a business lawyer, uh, building companies, making contracts. So in at the start, it was very interesting because they were all new things, but then it becomes very boring. And I like having a more active uh, and, and um, I don't know how to say it in, in English, like um, doing many, many different things and learning, keep on learning. And being a lawyer wasn't a good choice. So, so here's e-commerce. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just I had the opportunity back in my country. I am from Venezuela uh, to build a company from the ground up, uh, which was in uh, uh, an insurance, an online insurance company. So it was the digitalization of the whole process. I I wanted. And I fell in love with the digital business. So I said, like, this is my thing. I'm going to, I'm going to go that way. So yeah. I, I came to Spain. I studied e-commerce, internet, uh, internet business. And, and, it, and I ended up in that big fashion retail company, coordinating all of the teams and learning a lot about e-commerce. And that led me to the CRO um, area. So yeah. That's so my story. Did you have any experience uh, then with with experimenting or uh, uh, doing, doing doing user research before uh, outside of e-commerce? No, uh, I didn't have any experience. Uh, I studied it in in the university. I yeah. I got the specialization in e-commerce. It was all conceptual ah, okay, yeah. for me. Like, yeah. okay, this, this exists and it's yeah. quite cool. But I had never done it. Yeah. But then I went to this big company and they did a lot of it. Yeah. So I got in touch with it very fast and it was a big deal. So I was like having a lot of experience very, very fast. Yeah. yeah I can imagine. And in, in the legal space, you don't do a lot of experimentation, I guess? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, so not that, at all. It's that's, like. It's a different experience. Everything is secure, everything is already tested. You don't have to invent yeah. any new things. Yeah. This is this is the whole country in e-commerce and in fashion. Yeah. It's fast. Yeah. It's very fast. So yeah. you are doing many many things, very very fast. Exactly. And everything has to be uh, 
well uh, fundamented. So it's it's a very good place to get a lot of experience very fast. Yeah, with legal, the rules are written out. Uh, there are books uh, exactly. <laughs> with all the rules and with e-commerce, how, how customers behave. We don't have those rule books, unfortunately, and it's always a big surprise what happens. And it's also, like I said, it's, it changes really fast. Customers create the rules. Yeah, And exactly. you have to follow them. But, but, they're, but they're, they're not giving you a book with the rules. No, <laughs> and that's the amazing thing. Yeah. yeah. That's fun. So and what do you do now? Well, right now I am in Flat 101. I work with Ricardo, uh, who runs the CRO Cafe uh, podcast in Spanish. I work in, in this agency and I, I work in the role of business development, okay? So what I do is I listen to the clients, yep. listen to their needs, and help them uh, understand what is it that they need in the digital world so that we can serve them with a, with a good uh, service that fulfills their needs and gets them their business to work better. Yeah. Yeah, and Ricardo just told me about you that um, you're, not, you, you're not only helping clients that want CRO and then you help them uh, being serviced and, and uh, providing all those services, but you also uh, help those clients that have no idea that they need CRO. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's a really interesting one, that, that there are many companies out there that, uh, well, whether, whether, whether they call it CRO or not, but they need some form of uh, uh, better connection with their, with their users and figuring out what they actually want to, to be become a better company. Exactly. Uh, so so how, how, do you, how do you approach that? Well, um, it's, <laughs> I, I, I don't have like this rule book, you know? Yeah. Uh, there's not a written book about how to do it. But what I, what I focus in doing is listening. Just listening a lot and asking many questions. Yeah. Because uh, there are many clients that come with a fixed idea in their minds because they think they need something like, oh, we need um, we need paid traffic, or we need to work on C uh, SEO, uh, or I don't yeah. know, we need to build our, our website again because it's not working. <laughs> Let's redesign and spend way more money on AdWords again. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I just listen to their first uh, their first input, and then I just start asking, why, 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 why do you think you need this? Yeah. Which is the key uh, objective of, of your company in this moment? Which are your pain points right now? Yeah. And when they answer to this, uh, the whole picture changes. And they start like, it's a little bit of coaching, I think. Yeah. Like, why, why, why are you calling me? What is it that it's really painful for you in your business right now? And then they might end up needing something completely different yeah. to what they are asking in the first place. Yeah. Do they... Do these companies like? Are they assuming that the website is just a static thing mostly, and it's it's just there? It's, it, there's no way to optimize it. It's just there, and we need to fix. We, we can fix the traffic. We can send more people to there, but they're they're assuming. Okay, this is just how it is. Or yeah, I I think it depends on the level of maturity of of the companies. Yeah. So some of them uh, really understand that their website is a live thing that is that has to be changing. Yeah. Uh, those use those are usually big companies that have a lot of experience in this. Yeah. But there are other people that or other companies that think the way you are you are. Doing. Yeah. Like uh, this is one thing that we fix it and it's okay. Yeah. So uh, what 
the work of the business development in this kind of agencies that offer CRO, that offer digital services, uh, is to, we have to um, um, like teach the clients a little bit about what, how it works and yeah. then they understand that maybe they were coming searching for something and they need something completely different. Yeah. So uh, that's when it when when you start explaining them what CRO is, how it works, uh, what they can expect because sometimes there are uh, like lately there are a lot of people coming like I need CRO <laughs> and they have like this idea of CRO that's yeah. going to work in two weeks oh, yeah, and yeah. they are going to do two tests and everything's going to be well, yeah. already changed. So we need to bring them to earth and explain what it is and explain how it works and set real expectations. And, yeah. and that's one of the key things we must do in, in, when, when we offer this service. Yeah, it's already a great start that people are asking for CRO at least. That's, yeah. a, that's a first step, right? <laughs> we, yeah. should, we should be happy. Uh, that, that people are uh, are starting or companies are starting uh, to ask for for zero uh, services. So let, let's start there. That's that's very good. <laughs> then we can start educating them uh, yeah. on how to do it. But and on that education part, I mean, in the podcast we're often talking about building this culture of experimentation and, and trying to get people in the same uh, mindset. Um, with those companies that have no idea about zero, uh, where do you start? Do you start? Uh, trying to educate them uh, on the, the, the teams that are executing it, so like the, the product teams or the e-commerce teams, are you trying to work with them first? Or do you first try to work with their management and try to get them to see the value of, of, of Ciro and, and doing this? So where, where do you start? Yeah, I, my, my main touch point with the companies are the people responsible of the projects. So I start with them. Yeah. Uh, I get them to understand what it is making a very very easy exercise that is comparing an online store with a physical store I get them to understand that everything is just the same yeah. so uh, when you when you get into a store and you touch the garments for example uh, well that's the PDP yeah. when, you, when you can touch it, when you can see it when, when you can see the price tag it, that's the PDP, okay? And then the, the search engine, that's the, the seller that is uh, there and you can ask him, oh, do you have this t-shirt in another color? Uh, can you get it? Uh, can you get me a black dress, please? Or th that's the search engine machine, it's very important. So I, I just uh, start uh, telling them like all of these um, similarities and then uh, I explain them how we can improve all the experience getting data and understanding, like just imagine, you can have someone inside the changing room asking the client what he's thinking when he's, <laughs> when he's trying out a garment. Like, yeah. why aren't you buy, buying it? Is it the price? Or is it uh, that the, the garment is not working for you? Or, or is it the lighting uh, in, in this changing room? We can do this with CRO. Yeah. So I start just explaining this to them. Without, without being creepy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't want to see people naked, please. <laughs> really, I don't, I don't need that. But yeah, uh, I start um, explaining this about the data and experimentation yeah. and all the things we can do. They get the idea and they get the product. And then when we start uh, serving the service to the team, because we work with the team, we yeah. don't work for them, we work with them. Yeah. We need the client to work with us. 
they start getting the idea of CRO, getting the culture, getting the know-how, and they fall in love with it because they can participate. Yeah. And that's the way we do it, at least in, in our agency. And uh, I like the analogy and, and it also helps people realize also when you're trying to uh, convince management that if you compare it to a store, they immediately get, I need to keep investing in a store and we need employees in the store. Uh, we need to uh, change the promotions in the store. That, that's, that's work you need to do. It's not just, we're not putting an e-commerce site live and done. Exactly. That, it helps if you, uh, that, that, that analogy helps uh, with that. Um, so, um, what is the biggest challenge you think when, when you work with those teams? What's the big challenge there in, in changing that mindset? Well, I think that it's difficult, that question, because there are many, many times, many, many types of clients, right? Yeah. But one of the main things is changing uh, the way we do the thinking. Like, uh, many times there are people that have more authority and they think their vision is right because they have authority. Yeah. And um, many of the decisions or the ideas are taken into account because of that. Because I think it will work because I like it this way. Yeah. We have to just uh, be able to make them feel comfortable, but... Uh, getting the ideas to be data-based, uh, data-informed. We can we can take into account, of course, the opinion of the people who have the experience, but it's difficult to get them. But, to it, but it's just their experience. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> just their experience. And and when you get into a company where there are already uh, all these structures that have been created and these people that have a very important position and their opinion has been always heard without the necessity of bringing data yeah. uh, and and you make them understand that data is needed and we have to test it first that's a very very difficult step yeah and is, is getting to that data is that is that uh, a big challenge at those companies still I mean for my, for my experience with working with uh, with those companies uh, you need, need need quality data to be able to do zero mm -hmm. uh, but you don't always have the quality data to begin with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, there, there are many times when that's difficult too, yeah. you know, because they sometimes think like you, you are like a kind of a superhero that yeah. gets the data out of, uh, I don't know where. Yeah. And sometimes the tools are not uh, already set to get the data that you need. And it's a lot of frustration there. Like, but I don't have the data. Yeah, but you must tell me that. And it's like, okay, but we have to, to fix the data first and then... And that's another another kind of, of uh, challenge because it's a very psychological thing that you have to make them understand that we first have to get the data working and then yeah. we can start taking decisions. Yeah. But once people get comfortable working with it and understand the dynamic of getting the data and, and building the tools, uh, I think most of them fall in love with the process because they get results. Yeah. It's the results that get people in love, actually. When is usually the moment when when it starts clicking for people? Then it's like, oh, this is what zero is. <laughs> uh, do you sometimes have that that yes. with, with those teams? Then how does that moment? When do they get there? How, how often uh, does it take? Like does it take a week? Does it take a month? Does it take two years? It's very uh, exciting when that happens because it happens early. 
Yeah. Luckily. Yeah. It happens, I think, uh, in my experience, with the first uh, report of results. Like, okay, yeah. the, the first month is frustrating because we are doing analysis. Yeah. Like, or, or you need to fix the data first. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> you need to fix, fix the data. You need, you need to do an audit and see what's happening and, and get the pain points and prioritize the backlog and all this stuff. Yeah. But when you execute the first two or three hypotheses and you bring them the results, it's like shine through yeah. their eyes. It's like, oh, wow, this yeah. this is bringing results. So that means that if I do this, um, I'm going to get this uh, to yeah. be better. So I will, and they get like this rush inside and all this excitement, and they start like thinking about CRO like something that's going to bring their 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 website to a new level. Yeah. But it takes a month and a little <laughs> bit more of experimentation. Yeah. So you have to be able to manage this this first month and a half, let's say, or two months, yeah. of frustration and high expectations, because yeah. they have it. They have high expectations on this. They want it to be fast. They think every everything that's digital is fast. Yeah. And you have to get them to lower that expectations, to just be patient, and when you show them the results, you will have them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good. <laughs> and, well, and the, and the downside, of course, is that with, with experimentation, it doesn't always lead to a big uplift. Uh, well, first off, you, you can have experiments that are more like risk management, like, okay, we want to maybe develop this, it's gonna take half a year to develop it, but first let's validate the ID. Mm -hmm. uh, so you're not running the risk of spending your uh, development team for half an hour and paying for that and, and making something that doesn't work. Uh, and the other hand, just running experiments, a, just a, a small percentage of your experiments usually is only an uplift. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, how, how do you mitigate that with the, in the first period? So you say, well, okay, well, we have two months. Do you, do you start with running like 20 experiments? So, hopefully then there's a couple of in there that, that no, works, or how do you do that? I really manage it uh, in the first meetings, yeah. in the commercial phase. I do that in the commercial phase. I, they usually ask me, um, What's this CRO project going to bring me? Can you can you do some numbers for me? Yeah. And it's like, no, I cannot <laughs> do some numbers for you because CRO is not about pushing a button and pulling it up. It's many, many micro conversions we're going to be working on that many of them don't depend only on your website. Many of them depend on, on the pricing strategy. Many of them depend of, on, on the market status. Yeah. On, many things that are out of our hands. So I just uh, spend a lot of time there, uh, getting them to understand that it's not about uh, pushing up the conversion rate, it's about uh, getting more people to click on the on the grid, then getting more people to uh, get the add to cut button, really convinced that they want to buy that garment. Yeah. Uh, and just micro conversions that are going to get you there little by little. So. I spend a lot of time there in the in the commercial phase to get them to have real expectations about what it's going to look like and how it's going to work. And then when we are doing the testing, it's just about remembering that. Yeah. It's, it's just about, we are working here, we are not working on the conversion rate today, we are working on the CTA at two cards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. It's this micro-conversion we're working on, and this might bring an uplift but it's going to be small. And then we're going to work on another uplift 
another little uplift and that way we're going to get to something big yeah but it's not going to be something big today exactly yeah yeah, yeah and uh, um, the realization that uh, uh, zero is not necessarily about those numbers in increasing okay we're gonna improve uh, your conversion by uh, by 20 percent but it's mm -hmm about uh, gaining the ability to, to uh, figure out what, what your users actually need and want. And that should, hopefully, at least people understand that that should bring a lot of value to your company. If, if, if is it gonna be 5% or 20%? Who knows? We don't know, exactly. We don't know, but uh, it is gonna bring, and maybe it's not even gonna bring uplift, right? We, have, we talk about risk management and maybe especially last year, we've seen travel industries going down, uh, but maybe it is, it's not about uh, going up, but it's about it's keeping the company alive, afloat at, the, at, at those, those moments, like, okay, people cannot travel anymore, so what can we do? Exactly. How can we uh, uh, help them uh, with the holiday feeling, maybe, even when they're at home? Uh, that's what you, what you do as a travel company, uh, uh, give some relaxation to people, so maybe that's, that's something you can figure out uh, and, and get to that point, what, what's, what would be the best starting point? Because th these are weird times for people. We don't know what's going to work or what are, what are people going to expect uh, when they book their first hotel now. And that's what you can figure out with exactly. doing user research uh, at this time. Yeah. yeah, I think that that's also something you can explain uh, from the first time you meet. But in CRO and all these, all these services, we have to constantly be educating people about what we can we can achieve yeah. because that's true it's, it's not just about uh, getting people to buy it's about keeping people in love with your brand it's about maybe having less returns uh, it's about maybe um, keeping people buying very constantly even if they buy uh, just a little bit or just making them not forget about you so yeah. uh, or think about you in this kind of crisis so CRO is not just about conversion. It's, it's about keeping your business um, doing good business yeah. from the digital side. Yeah. And, and in order to make people understand this, uh, we first have to bring results, I think. It's just um, being able to keep on working and bring them results and keep them like in love with our, with our work and then uh, give them a lot of information and, and, and share knowledge about yeah. what we do so that they feel they understand it because sometimes we are very technical we are just in our minds like uh, trying to get the work done and the client is not understanding so they just get lost and think that they are not getting value but it's about communication yeah yeah and uh, what what would be your favorite thing uh, when you first come to, to such client especially when they're not uh, not familiar with uh, zero what's your favorite thing to do to get them to that insight? I mean, we, we, of course we can run experiments, but uh, wh where do you start with, with, with your research? Is it, do you start with Google Analytics? Do you start with doing user research? Do you start uh, know, looking at heat maps or surveys or? Well, uh, something is what we do and, some, and another thing is what's my favorite thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, I, I mean, what we do is we just, we don't have uh, a specific way of working for every client. Yep. We just get to know the client. We try to understand their digital environment and all of the digital actives they have. And we just uh, do an analysis 
of the data, of the user experience, we just bring it all together. That's an internal work we do. But my favorite thing to do, and this comes with uh, big clients that have um, user service, telephone user service, I love when we get insights from the call center because I get them to understand that CRO is not just about digital data or digital analytics. Yeah. It's about getting the information to actionable insights. And many times we don't listen to the call center yeah. and the call center is just the voice of the user. Yeah. The user that's worried enough to call, which nowadays is a very, very big uh, engagement. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just, I, I just, I'm, I'm getting my phone and calling someone when I have WhatsApp, when I have a chatbot, when I have an email. I'm calling you and telling you there's something yeah. I cannot do in your website. I have a problem here. There's, there's, prob there's probably already a high emotion before they start calling you. Exactly. Otherwise, they wouldn't be calling. I, I mean, either they love you a lot yeah. or they, they are hating you deeply. Yeah. And they are calling you so that you know that they cannot do something and they have a problem. And when we get insights from the call center, um, I love it. I, I really love it because because clients get to understand that what we do is is not something just technical and just digital. It's about bringing all of the value you have in your company to actionable insights that bring your user uh, a benefit. And that way you have a better conversion rate, you have better engagement, and, and you are offering them what they are looking for. Yeah. So that's my favorite. Yeah, and often uh, customer service also doesn't really uh, or might not have an idea about what you can change on the website. And they might be getting these calls, like maybe 30 calls about the same thing all day. And if you're just, if you're just there for some, some I don't know, uh, for a day, a month, just sit with them, talk with them, figure out what's going on. They say, exactly. oh, oh, we, oh, you can just move that around so they don't call about this. Oh. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's yeah. it. And, and when you, uh, in, in the big fashion retail company I told you about, I worked there, uh, I understood this. But because of Ricardo, he, he was uh, a provider there. Yeah. And, and he told me like, you can listen to the, to the call center uh, recordings. And I was working uh, on other stuff and always in the background listening to, to recordings. Oh, really? So yeah. sometimes I didn't get anything. Yeah. But many other times I got beautiful insights and just telling the user that, hey, you know what, we can fix this. Thank you for telling yeah. me this. I can fix the website so that it, this doesn't happen again. Yeah. Maybe he's calling very angry about it and he hates the brand because of this. But when you say, I listen to you, I can do something about it. And it's the CRO team who is doing it. Wow. Yeah. It, that, that, that brings back all of the good emotions and all of the compromise with, with your brand. And also the digital team feel they, they are doing something important for the user yeah. so it's a win-win everywhere yeah yeah and also know about uh, some companies that uh, uh, have a zero team and they uh, sometimes they do these kind of um, uh, challenges within the company they send out an email to in internally mm -hmm. and then uh, show them okay we're going to do this a b test or we have done this a b test uh, which one uh, which variant did you think won so it's a kind of a which test one uh, but internally and uh, the experience is that usually the, the people at the call center 
are really good at predicting. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because Be they are listening. They because are they listening. are the one listening and actually talking to the clients on a, on a daily, hourly basis. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and, and understand the frustration and, and uh, what clients are, clients are uh, what they want. So totally. Yeah. They, uh, so th that's the lesson here, people. Please, please contact your own call center. Please listen <laughs> to your users. You have a call center. Listen the yeah. recordings. Yeah, exactly. Do that. Andrea, thank you uh, so much. Uh, have fun here in uh, Barcelona at the e-show and uh, talk to you soon. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.